I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's uh, me, Saturday morning. Sitting next to Fry, my cousin's dog, who I'm, who I'm minding, a little terrier. Um, I'm just getting my phone away from the, from the recording device so that we don't get any, uh, you know. Did it, did it, did it. Welcome back. It's great to be back. Exciting week. Obviously, we're going to talk about the slap. I know it's been well spoken about. Uh, I'm not going to focus on it too long, but I would just want to give my two cents. Uh, and and of course it it'll be a, uh, a a take based on the fact that it it's been a few days and uh, the information has kind of settled down and um, talk about a few other things. But first, um, as always, just a quick update tonight. I'm in Belfast. Uh, some tickets left. Uh, I'm in Wexford um, tomorrow night, and they released uh, some production holds at the back of the the stalls. Uh, the other day, so there's a few of them left, and uh, next week, Thursday, I'm in Cavan, Friday, Saturday, I'm in Maynooth and uh, Athen Rye, and um, then I'm, I, I, soon after that, I'm, I have some Dublin shows in Driacht, Blanchardstown, uh, Pavilion in Dunleary, Mermaid in Bray, uh, I got Waterford, Sligo coming up, uh, and a few others, check out desbishop.net slash tour dates. Amazing show in Ballymaloo on Thursday night. I mean, I know it's like posh and privileged, but Ballymaloo, it's such a great trip. Um, Hannah was over for five days, and we went down to do the show on Thursday, and it was a beautiful Thursday evening, Friday morning also, just the food, the atmosphere. You, you literally think you're living in a fantasy um, but then they have shows in the grain store, which, you know, they've turned into a venue, a wedding venue sometimes too, show venue uh, on Thursday night and sold out just like such good vibes. So the audience for the show, Hannah did 10 minutes, she did great. And it was just so amazing. As good as the show can go in terms of what I wanted to achieve with with Mia Mama, also you know I do the first half some just some COVID jokes and stuff, and that was also great. You know it was a, the audience got both things just like normal ass stand up, and plus the sort of emotional journey of Mia Mama. You know my dad's ashes are down there in Ballycotton, so that's always a bonus, which I actually talk about in the show. So it was a lot of like a lot of stuff going on that made it a special night. So thanks to them down in in. Uh, Bally Malou. Hannah couldn't understand all the East Cork accents, but she did her best. Uh, Sonia O'Sullivan came to the show. That was nice. And uh, my, my dad's first cousin was there. And it was just a lot of cool stuff. So anyway, um, 
that was fun. Um, the weather was nice for a lot of Hannah's time here, but luckily when I was dropping her off this morning, the weather was miserable because, you know, I just couldn't have her, you know, she's been here twice, two short trips, and both times the weather's been, like, amazing. And I was like, listen, you know, like, I love Ireland. I've lived here most of my life. I, I'd happily live in Ireland. But, you know, she starts saying stuff like, you know, I could live here. And I'm like, okay, yes, I, I've lived here. I could live here. But you don't have enough information to make that decision yet. That's all I'm saying. So this morning it was uh, cold and wet and rainy. And uh, listen, I love Ireland. I, I, won't, I won't have Ireland spoken ill of. But when people you know, come here and they get lucky with the weather, sometimes they have a, a false sense of, of the whole picture. You know, um, you got to take the good with the bad when it comes to the Irish weather. So anyway, this morning was miserable enough to make her realize, oh, okay, I get it. So it was summer a few days ago, and now it's uh, as cold as I've ever been in my life because I've never experienced cold in my bones so deep in my, in my spirit that I feel like, my pancreas has gotten damp, you know that type of uh, that type of feeling. So anyway, um, it's great to be back. Uh, let's talk about the slap. First of all, if Will Smith had any sense, he would use the Irish defense, which is, "I'm only messing. I was only messing," uh, which in Ireland can get you out of a lot of trouble. I was only messing. Uh, kind of like some sort of a get out of jail free card. Sure, I was only messing, you know. Um, if that doesn't work, Will can try the uh, also very successful Irish defense of listen. I definitely had a few too many, and I I didn't know what I was at. And honestly, I I'm 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 in the horrors. I'm in the horrors today. I have to fear something terrible. And sure, isn't that punishment enough? Um, and it it actually shocks me how how little uh. Alcohol got blamed, uh, which I, I actually think Will Smith doesn't drink, which is probably why, but it would have been a good defense. But um, I, 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 I could be wrong on that, but uh, it would have been a good defense. Um, I I was thinking, you know, there's, there's no way out of it. It is what it is. A very embarrassing moment. Uh, and I'll give my opinions on the whole thing in a minute, but I'm just being silly for now because there's... You know, we, you guys have really heard a lot of opinions, so I don't know if you're dying to hear more, but my original thought was, what would be like a good comedic response from Will Smith and Chris Rock? Uh, Chris Rock obviously said at his show that he's still processing it. I'd say Chris Rock is trying to figure out his angle, you know? But I was thinking because today's Saturday, so SNL is going to be on tonight, and SNL is definitely going to cover it. Uh, and by the way, just in case you're hearing like a lot of, a lot of like that noise... Uh, I'm I'm wearing my jacket inside because I'm freezing because the temperature has kind of tanked and I'm too lazy to reset my heating timer. I actually like changed the heating timers because I was like, oh, the spring is here and uh, I'm too lazy now to go back and reset it because I have one of those annoying times. You know, like some of these, some of the modern heating systems in Ireland, the fucking panel, the, the timing panel is like so complicated, you know, so I'm just, I can't, I'm not going back and resetting it, man. You know, maybe some people can identify, but anyway, my house is freezing, so I have my my ski jacket on, uh, and Fry is in a ball next to me. Me and Fry have definitely connected. So uh, SNL is on, and uh, so I was thinking uh, a funny. I I thought it would be funny of you, you ever watch these like slapping competitions. 
where like people smack each other back and forth in the face until somebody gives up or whatever. So I thought it'd be funny if they actually literally got Chris Rock and Will Smith to like do that and just kind of like make light of it. You know, it was a mistake. And um, but then I was thinking, it would be, this is my thought this morning. This would be a funny sketch, uh, just in terms of like the broad nature of of offense. You know, in that like everybody's fucking, everybody can find offense in things. In that like. You know, there's always I, I, there's always like a kind of a loser in a joke, really. Uh, well, not always, but often there is like somebody who is the butt of a joke, right? I mean, it's it's kind of sort of the the nature of, of jokes, um, and the ability to take a joke is is really, you know, well, used to be sort of like a positive, uh, the sort of ability to take a joke. Now nowadays, it's like you you're some sort of cuck, some sort of fucking pussy that. That you you take it, whereas in actual fact, like taking a joke shows real strength, actually, you know, because it's no big fucking deal, uh, you know. And to be honest, let's get in when we get into it, you know, there's a lot of insecurity that drives uh, uh, an extreme reaction like Will Smith's, and obviously we know where that insecurity is coming from. But anyway, I thought it'd be funny on SNL if they Chris gets on and fake smacks. You know, and I think the smack in, on the show is real. But if Chris Rock got on and fake smacked Will Smith, and they had some joke, right? But then Jada Pinkett Smith came on and fake smacked Chris Rock, and they had a couple of jokes and like addressed the alopecia thing, right? But then Demi Moore comes out and fake smacks Jada Pinkett Smith, being like, "Oh, you think being compared to me is offensive? I thought I was pretty fucking hot." And then they all, you know, they could all have some. They could all have some some jokes, you know what I mean? Or maybe even then Bruce Willis comes out <laughs> because he's now no longer gonna be an actor. He's retired, which is kind of sad in its own right. But you know, I I don't know. Just I was just thinking that would be like a funny sort of like tag 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 moment. But I did think it would be funny to get all the main characters, Demi Moore, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, and Chris Rock, and just make light of it because at the end of the day, horrible incident. Big drama, but also on another level, not the fucking end of the world, you know? Like, step back for a second and think about how many weddings and, you know, just like nights out that just got out of hand and even often maybe two friends just ended up like fucking going too far, maybe it got a bit physical. And I'm not condoning any of it, but on one level, which is not the main level I'll be discussing, if we could just find a way to make light of it, uh, then it would be like just no big deal, you know? But obviously, like, it's such a fucking great talking point that nobody has gone for the no big deal, you know, take, right? Now, uh, you know, I've seen so many fucking takes on it. There was a great article in the Irish Times today, actually, just about, you know, sort of like all the different, you know, ways that people were dealing with it. Uh, for the record, I was very much on the side of no matter how bad that joke was, which, to be honest with you, I think the level of offense that people were trying to read into that joke was an exaggeration. Uh, not Chris Rock's best joke, but also, like, these Oscar situations are not the best grounds for, like, dropping all your best jokes all the time. Like, it's just not ideal. And also, obviously, stand-up comedy, when everyone pays to see stand-up comedy, they're kind of entering into this realm of, okay, we're going to probably lower 
the our, our morality line because you know sometimes there's going to be like inappropriate shit joked about we're going to laugh we're going to get a bit of a release whereas an oscars audience and the audience at home they haven't paid to see stand-up comedy comedy is part of the night of entertainment but it's not the whole thing so it, it you know it, it, the level of difficulty for jokes is always more is always higher at, at, at a, something an event like the oscars not that i'm speaking of experience but you know from experience but i think you know what i mean um so obviously there's going to be higher potential for offense at something like this but also for the comedian there's just like you know there's like a limit to sort of what you can say and one of the things you're limited to is like if you're going to joke you're probably going to joke about people that are there and i do believe that chris rock sort of freewheeled a little bit but he you know i'm assuming that he saw jada pinkett smith's head and said i'll make a gi jane joke but like i i'm i'm sure i'm i'm pretty sure that he wasn't thinking deep into the alopecia side and all that but you know i'll accept that you know for some people they thought that it was highly inconsiderate and and that's that's valid you know that's like something chris rock might want to acknowledge in the future but nonetheless it was a joke uh perhaps uh you know at its worst perhaps tasteless um you know and and in my opinion at 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 what it actually was was like not an amazing joke uh probably ill thought out but like not the end of the world and under any stretch not the end of the world and 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 i get it the alopecia thing it's it's upsetting my mother has had it uh from autoimmune disease um my uh another relation of mine close to me uh has it and it's upsetting and they wear wigs and i get it but i i I just don't think that it's in the realm of i guess if you were sort of on a scale of one to ten ten being the sort of most untouchable areas it's fucking five at worst in terms of like things you need to be sensitive about in jokes right and listen i'm not somebody that's going to be joking about fucking alopecia but you know i'm also somebody who's like not going to take the biggest offense of all time if uh somebody makes you know uh alopecia jokes i mean my mia mom not, not that i'm comparing it but if you actually pay close attention to my poster from Mia Mama, it is a joke because my mother and I are both wearing wigs, and my mother has been wearing wigs for uh, had been wearing wigs for well over a decade before she died because of alopecia related to autoimmune disease. Um, and you know, we we had a, a laugh about it often. You know, it w- wasn't like the end of the world. To be honest, my mother's bigger thing was her her teeth you know my mother had a terrible car accident when she was uh, in her 20s in florida and she hasn't had her own teeth since she was in her 20s so my mother had dentures and her biggest thing was not seeing her with her teeth out in fact during one of her operations that she needed to get uh i was there and they said that she had to take her dentures out and she wouldn't take them out in front of me and she fought really really hard to not have her dentures out it took like a half an hour for us to just be like just take the fucking things out it's not a big deal so my mother's thing was actually her her dentures you know but anyway i i'm digressing my point is that like i get it it's it's bad and you know like i I can understand how some people thought that that joke was inappropriate and and that's fine you know, that's a common argument that people have what's acceptable or not acceptable to joke about. Obviously, I'm a comedian. My line is pretty low. I, you know, I, I like I try not to get offended at too many things. We talked about that last week. I'm not going to get like try to repeat myself. But like 
I'm pretty open to like a lot of things being joked about. I understand some people aren't as open, but even still, there are like very large avenues to express your grievance with offensive jokes these days. I mean, the internet can't get enough of people being offended by jokes. So let's call a spade a spade. Chris Rock would have got his comeuppance about his joke being acceptable or not had this not happened. I mean, in a way, Will Smith did the worst possible thing he could have done for Jada Pinkett Smith, which was go up, smack Chris Rock, and then shout, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, right? Which absolutely brought Chris Rock into the realm of total sympathy uh, and brought Will Smith into the realm of infamy and worse, caused Jada Pinkett Smith hair to be discussed way more than needed to be discussed. Um, and so obviously as a comedian, you just can't go up and slap somebody. We all, we know that. Um, I was quite disgusted by, you know what, honestly, you know, pretty fucking woke people, Jamila Jamila. I don't know if you saw her post, but she was, she wasn't saying the slap was okay, but she was definitely downplaying its seriousness in a way that I found a little bit problematic. And, you know, she's mega woke, right? And, and I, I'm woke in what I would consider to be the original sense of woke and that, like, I try to, you know, always be on the side of justice and, you know, accept, you know, my mistakes and try to learn and grow and evolve. But, you know, there is a, there is a kind of a modern uh, uh, acceptance of woke, which is you know, in her case, I feel like somebody who really sort of like leans in hard on the issues for clout um, at times. And she had what, you know, what I would, what I considered at the time to be a very bad take, which of course she left up. And then I found to be quite a popular take, which was first of all, that we're exaggerating how hard he slapped him. So there was like a sort of a minimization of the violence and, uh, and then also over, like overplaying how uh, offensive this was, uh, you know, particularly for black women and the politicization of hair for black women. And Chris Rock should understand that because he made a documentary about hair, uh, about black women's hair, and that uh, that there was almost, you know, in a way, something sort of chivalrous in this sense of of Will Smith. Now, you know, actually. Let me not put that last sentence on Jamila Jamil's post. I haven't gone back and looked at it, but my two biggest takes, because I saw her arguing with people in the comments saying that she wasn't downplaying the violence, but she did in the post say it wasn't that hard of a slap, right? She, she did say that, which is, you know, and, you know, it sounded a little bit like sort of he deserved it kind of an argument, even though it was unacceptable that it happened. And I am paraphrasing a bit and... But you can go read that post yourself and decide. But needless to say, I was surprised because it ended up being quite a popular take. You know, this whole like he was protecting his women and woman. And it, and, and like a lot of it came from like what I would seem, you know, I would say like woke people. And, you know, honestly, for some reason, the super woke, not the normal woke, but the super woke, the, the problematically woke have really come to see jokes as their enemy, which is fucking shocking to me, you know? And and so, needless to say, I ended up arguing with an, another friend, and a good friend, we haven't fallen out, but I was surprised that she 
uh, a white woman, by the way, ended up very much taking the kind of Jamila Jamil take. Uh, 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 you know, uh, she also downplayed the slap and also overplayed the seriousness and then hit me with the, but I think as white people, we don't have a right to have an opinion on this. And I was like, whoa, wait a fucking minute. Uh, 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 I'm not, this is not a fucking race issue. Okay, I'm down with a lot of things that are racist. I keep my mouth shut on a lot of issues that I don't truly understand. But trying to fucking overplay the fucking alopecia black woman's hair thing as if suddenly because a black guy hit another black guy over a black woman's hair that this isn't a human issue. This was not a fucking race issue. This was a fucking human issue. And by the way, for the record, in terms of who can have an opinion on things and who can't, I'm a fucking comedian. Yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm not. I haven't got to the level where I'd be hosting the fucking Oscars or presenting an award at the fucking Oscars. But I sat with Chris Rock nearly every fucking night over Christmas while he was working on his fucking new material. I sat with him at the table, chatting, having a laugh with him, getting to know him. And Chris Rock is not my fucking, not my great friend or anything, you know. But. He's a fellow comic that I have worked with now in, in the last number of years many, many times. You know, I, I've, I've chatted with him about his jokes, you know, and he's somebody who I understand the fucking, the, 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 the hazards of the job, which are not normally violence, but, you know, the risks, uh, 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 you know, taking risks on jokes and the pushback that you get from people. So I'll take, I'll have a fucking opinion on somebody who only a few months ago I was fucking hanging out with every night, getting fucking whacked by one of the most famous men in the fucking world. Black or white. Fucking Will Smith, the fresh prince of fucking Bel Air. Parents just don't understand. Okay, here's the situation. Parents went away on a week's vacation and they left the keys to the brand new Porsche. Would they mind? Well, nah, of course not. I'll just take it for a little spin and maybe show it off to a couple of my friends. I'll just cruise around the neighborhood. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, of course I should. Pay attention. Here's the thick of the plot. I pulled up to the corner at the end of my block and I see this beautiful girly girl walking. I pick up my car phone to perpetrate like I was talking. You should have seen this girl's bodily dimensions. I honked my horn just to get her attention. She said, is that for me? I said, yeah. She said, why? I said, come on and take ride with a hell of a guy she said how do i know you're not sick you could be some deranged lunatic i said come on toots my name is the prince besides would a lunatic drive a porsche like this huh she agreed and we were on our way she was looking very good and so was i, I must say word we hit mcdonald's pulled into the drive she ordered three black Macs and two large fries and cokes she kicked the shoes off onto the floor she said drive fast speed turns me on she put a hand on my knee i put my foot on the gas i almost got whiplash i took off so fast and the roof was open the music was high and this girl head was thoroughly moving up my thigh she had opened up three buttons on my shirt so far. I guess that's why I didn't notice that police car. I'm doing 90 in my mom's new Porsche. And, you know, anyway, I, I, I think I just forgot that next line. Uh, so um, I guess you got the point, right? <laughs> I love Will Smith since fucking the 80s, man. I haven't heard parents just don't understand in a long time. Those words are locked in my fucking brain. Every moment of that video locked in my brain. Funny enough, doing it, it's quite problematic, that, that song. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but anyway, y- y- you, get, you, get, you get the vibe. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's fucking Will Smith. I can't have a fucking opinion on Will Smith. You motherfucker transcends race. Jesus Christ. So anyway, this white woman, Irish woman, friend of mine, good good friend, told me that we didn't have a right to have a fucking opinion on the biggest fucking event of the week. You know? Which is just nonsense. And I, I'm all for shutting up. And, and I, I saw another comedian make a tweet like that. Maybe we should just be quiet, you know, and listen. It's like, okay, I'll accept that sometimes, but not on this. No fucking way. You know, a comedian gets fucking slapped by the most fa- one of the most famous men in the fucking world, and, 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 and I'm not allowed to have an opinion on that because they're black? Get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. You know, that's, that's, that's ridiculous, you know? And this fucking, this celebration of what is definitely toxic masculinity, this sense of he was protecting his fucking woman, like, come on. You know, we're going to go backwards on that just because you, you just because, oh, and, and by the way, this person I was arguing with uh, said he was punching down. And this whole fucking punching down thing drives me fucking insane. I said, punching down? It's Jada Pinkett Smith. She's Hollywood royalty, right? I'm not saying Chris, I'm not defending Chris Rock's joke, okay? That is one take. I'm not defending. I think people definitely have a right to be offended at Chris Rock's joke. But this fucking punching down, that is not a fucking punching down moment. That's Hollywood royalty. You know? Hollywood royalty. Right? On people who have been public about their marital difficulties. Like, they are out there. And I don't think anybody asks for ridicule. But at the same time, you got to be able to take a joke. It's not trolling. It's not the same thing. You know? You know, I didn't get offended when... Dave McSavage did a fucking sketch about me on the Savage Eye about the Irish language show. It was funny. You know, it's actually flattering. You know, like, it's it's flattering. So, like, whatever. Not a big deal. Not fucking punching down. It's not always punching down. You know, I spe- like, I, it's fucking punching down things sometimes. I'm like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you fucking talking about? You know, who who's up and who's down? Who the fuck decided that? Anyway. I mean, I don't really care, but... You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, I, 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 I think we're allowed to have an opinion, you know? And I, I think that whole fucking take of, you know, that, 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 that it was such a transgression joke-wise that it's understandable that this would happen. It's just nonsense, you know? And then I think Jim Carrey had a good take about the standing up. But, you know, a lot of that doesn't really bother me because it's such a strain. You know, the whole sense of like, you know, it was an assault and I'm down with all that. And Jim Carrey, I 100% agree with Jim Carrey that he was disgusted that he got a standing ovation and he should have been carried out. But at the same time, you know, that whole part of it doesn't bother me that much because uh, let me just contradict myself as I always do. Because I was raised in an, in an, well, particularly like being raised in like my time in Queens, which was, it was not a bad neighborhood by any stretch of the imagination, but there was definitely like a, a machismo uh, present amongst my generation and there was a lot of like wannabe toughness and toughness was very much a, a celebrated attribute 
um, you know, there was a lot of fighting. Uh, and, you know, so I, I, I have been hit and I have hit people in my life. So I have never, uh, I have never been one to uh, feel like you need to overly legislate on um, uh, little insane moments like uh, Will Smith had. Uh, and I am aware of one punch deaths, and I am absolutely aware of accidents that can happen. And I am also aware of a vehicular manslaughter. So basically, what I'm saying is, uh, there is nothing right with what Will Smith did. There is nothing right with speeding. Uh, but they are also all things that we have done that increase the risk of serious harm. But also, if no serious harm is done, I don't think we need to fucking exaggerate what went down. I mean, Judd Apatow had said he could have died. And this is like on paper, 100% true. But I think that is also an exaggeration of the seriousness of it. Nothing cool about what Will Smith did under any stretch of the imagination. But Chris Rock's reaction after the fact in terms of pressing charges and everything would be very much... I'm on board with, which is like, okay, very fucked up, but let's not get carried away. By the letter of the law, according to the LAPD, uh, uh, a something level misdemeanor, which means that it, it requires Chris Rock to press charges for it to be a criminal act. Um, you know, so I, I guess if it was a higher level assault, then it's, 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 it doesn't require Chris Rock to press charges. But, uh, and, and, and I would agree that, that the law is right. The level of assault is one that requires Chris Rock to say, this was such an assault that I want this to be dealt with uh, as a criminal matter. And I'm glad that Chris Rock didn't. Uh, I don't really think that Will Smith needs to be taught a lesson because I think Will Smith's got some fucking demons going on, uh, which is just the nature of being a public figure for as long as he has and the unfortunate uh, part of their relationship being, let's face it, kind of embarrassing in public there's been a lot of ridicule undeserved ridicule of will smith uh criticism of jada pinkett smith and i mean i would probably say like a sent a, a, a kind of a misogynist sort of take on you know what what their sort of sort of open relationship or entanglement thing means for him as if he's like a cuck or something that he's like a weak man but you know i I, i'm i'm more than open to whatever the fuck dynamic there is in their relationship and i don't think that they should that should open them to ridicule but at the same time um i i i don't think that he give that gives him a right to suddenly take his frustration out on Chris Rock. I mean, it's really a metaphor a lot for how fucking frustrating this world is right now. And for some reason, comedians end up getting like bearing the brunt of a lot of society's frustrations because it's just very, it's very easy to just be like, this is unacceptable. And then just throw your fucking frustrations onto some dumb joke. You know, it's easier than just dealing with how complex the problems of the world are today. You know, and I'm not, this is a, this is this might be a, a, this might be a bit of a throw. This might be this might be a, a, a bit of a tenuous connection. But I'm not afraid to make the connection between Will Smith fucking blowing his lid, Naomi Osaka having you know her her issues, Simone Biles, Barty uh, uh, retiring early, 
like I really think that the pressure on public figures, whether it's entertainment or sport or any any aspect of being a public figure, po- politics, uh, the pressure is now so much higher, the abuse so much more ubiquitous that the the mental health difficulties of of, of people, even in a position of power of Will as Will Smith, uh, are causing them to fucking lose it in in various different ways. Um. And again, this is not an excuse, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, we are, in my opinion, we are seeing a lot more breakdowns or, you know, just, just inabilities to cope uh, with the stress that's created by uh, the, the discourse that we talked about last week. So, um, of course, it happened the day after that episode, but, you know, I, I, I felt that there were certain connections to what we talked about last week. Um and uh, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, you know, I felt, you know, it's funny. A lot of people felt bad for Chris Rock apologized to Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes uh, about a sort of taking from their moment. But, you know, in a way, Amy Schumer side, uh, another person I know not well, but like I've gigged with her many times, she, you know, I, you know, like even before she blew up, we were, you know, gigging a bit. When my dad was sick, I, I started doing some some spots in, in the city, 2010, and I got to know her a bit then. Uh, but and I see her at the comedy cellar these days. But uh, uh, I feel like for her, it didn't take away from her moment. And I'll tell you, this is why I think because number one, she was very good afterwards. She was kind of the one that was able to like make a little bit of a joke, you know, when she made that. It's a different vibe here. Uh, and also, her performance was good. I thought all three of them were good, but I thought Amy was the best. Um, and but the thing is that. You really, normally, the comics, the fucking hosts, they often get quite slated, you know, because everyone loves to have a fucking opinion about the hosts. But she kind of, like, was able to do well at the Oscars, but then not be the talking point afterwards, which is normally, at best, a neutral experience, you know? So I feel like her performance held up enough that she didn't need the after press, so she avoided the after press while also just having a couple of big moments, especially the response after the slap. So... I feel like it was a winner for Amy Schumer, personally. Um, definitely a winner for the Academy in terms of like, finally got people talking again. Um, I feel overall it's going to be a winner for Chris Rock because, you know, I really put him front and center again, you know? And it's funny because Chris Rock to me is like one of the all-time, like, like there's, there's a few people that come into the cellar when I'm there that are like, I get a little nervous. I get nervous around Chris Rock because... He's like one of my fucking heroes. He's like one of the greatest of all time. You know, I think people in their early 20s possibly missed like the peak Chris Rock era. But like, you know, at a, you know, at a time of like a changing America in the 90s and the noughties, Chris Rock was fucking nailing it, like nailing it. He was the fucking the 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 baton was passed on from Eddie Murphy, who was my absolute fucking focus point. As a, as a young boy uh, getting into comedy, you know, I watched Raw and Delirious over and over and over and over. I mean, I just wanted to be Eddie Murphy. You know, and to me, all, the, the biggest influences on me were Eddie Murphy, Richard Breyer, uh, and then Chris Rock. Bill Hicks came later when, when I actually got into comedy. But, like, I, I really liked black comedians. You know, I, 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 I love the energy of uh, a lot of those uh, performers, Right. So, you know, I, I worshipped Chris Rock. So to then be sitting at the table with him was always like nerve wracking. But I feel like sometimes in the in all the chat about what happened last week, 
that there was a, a, perhaps a diminishment of his stature in the industry, which didn't make sense to me because, you know, I don't separate Will Smith and Chris Rock that much in terms of their achievements personally, but I, I think the world probably does. But uh, I do think that Chris Rock has definitely had a stock rising situation. Uh, I think his tour is going to sell a lot fucking better. And I think he's going to end up having a lot of good stories. And uh, I'm pretty sure that he's now accelerating filming another special because I think he, he's up. You know, he's on the up. So I think he'll be fine with it. I, I'm sure he was somewhat embarrassed, but he got universal praise for his response. And I also think that his biggest concerns were taking from Questlove's moment, taking from uh, the host's moment. You know, those were the things that, that mattered to him the most. So all in all, I think Chris Rock comes out of it okay. And Chris Rock's been in this game a long time. He'll be more than happy to accept criticism of the joke. He will defend it or not defend it, but that's like part of the job. Getting slapped is a is a is too much of a response to to uh, what, what's what's an occupational hazard for for stand up comedians. So, uh, you know, Wanda Sykes had a good take on the Ellen Show. You can check that out. But she was basically like unacceptable. Uh, and you know, we'll get over it. Big moment, fun to talk about. Nobody really got hurt, you know. Uh, but it did out, I have to say now, it outed some fucking hypocrisy, in my opinion. I actually, I text uh, a black female friend of mine. I'm not going to say who, but I text a black female friend of mine to say that a white woman told me that we didn't have a right to talk about this. And her response was, allyship training has been one of the worst things that's happened since BLM. And she's very positive on the changes that have happened since BLM. But the fucking whole thing of suddenly we can't have a fucking opinion on this is nonsense. Nonsense, right? Um, And I just thought it was interesting the way everybody went into their fucking camps. And I just think it's so funny that like, the the whole sort of like jokes going too far really just got the super work all in a camp almost defending fucking Will Smith. Like, do me a favor. Because I, I from some people, I was getting really kind of like, it wasn't that bad and he deserved it, which is like literally abuse apology. Like fucking abuse apology 101. So if you had that take, examine yourself. Like if you're so entrenched in your fucking super woke position, and when I, by the way, I'm always saying super woke because I think that woke is good. I say super woke because I think it's the thing, uh, uh, the 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 opinions that go too far. So uh, if you're super woke, I want you to have a look at your reaction to this and ask yourself, have I been overly indoctrinated to the point where I'm afraid to stray from what I feel is the position I should have? This is definitely a moment where you have to have a bit of freedom uh, to, to, to perhaps stray from your, your tribe, your, 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 your section of the internet, you know? Um, so that's it. SNL will probably, I, I feel like SNL always punctuates whatever the fucking drama is, you know? So I hope SNL uh, put a fucking... A nice full stop, a nice period, full exclamation point at the end of all this, and uh, we'll move on. Um, I mean, I haven't got, um, I haven't got uh, much else to talk about on the on the Irish front. Oh, should I? I should I give you an update on my hip? 
healing well, off crutches, walking slowly. Um, a lot of old man jokes, which I, I'm fine with, you know. Even though actually hip scopes are kind of a young man's injury, saying that hip scopes are a young man's uh, surgery makes you sound older, actually. But um, in general, I was, I mean, some would argue too old to get the surgery that I had. But uh, because I don't have any arthritis in my hip, uh, we gave it a go. But uh, there is a section of the orthopedic community that feels that uh, at my age, the, um, the potential for success on this surgery is less. So we'll see. But it is actually a younger man's surgery. But obviously, when a gray-haired man is walking around with a crutch saying that he just had a hip surgery, it sounds like some old man shit. But anyway, needless to say, uh, healing up okay. I, I would say healing faster than I expected, so I'm happy with that. Um, uh, also, I'm 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 fine with all the the old man jokes. Uh, although I, I tell you, what's stressing me out is how white my hair is getting. You know, going gray has been great, and I've I've loved the whole sort of daddy kind of section of of my life. It's it's been it's been great fun. I, I I sometimes joke on stage that the the letter Z, the letter Z, has been a great addition to my life. Putting the Z on Zaddy. I may have said that on the podcast. Sorry for repeating myself if I did, but um, I'm not loving the uh, the white hair. I, did I talk about this on my podcast about a bronzer? No, I talked about it on my Instagram. So my father always used bronzer. I made fun of him. I talked about it in the book. But now I know why. It's because actually I was reading that you know when your hair gets very white, it's 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 good to have color in your face to contrast the white hair. Uh, uh, so now I know why he used bronzer. But I have to say I, I, I'm not loving the white as much. Well, maybe some people are, but it's gone very white now. Particularly uh, this year, I've noticed very white, and um, I don't love that. And I, if there's any hairstylists out there who know any tricks for the when the hair goes quite white, I'm wondering if there's any sort of thing that you can sort of comb into it to maybe, you know, give it a bit of texture. I'm not, I'm not fucking dying it. I'm not just fermenting it. I've done that, you know, but I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe somebody out there has some tricks for the, uh, you know, just, I don't know, just to give it, give it something. You know, there's just, there's something about the whiteness uh, that, that, I, that I don't love. You know, um, and I mean, really, honestly, that's kind of all, uh, that's kind of all that I have going on in my mind for today. You know, I'm heading to Belfast tonight, which will be interesting because I have a little joke about how we loved the IRA when we were kids in me and mama. So it'll be, I'll be curious to see how that, how that goes up in up in Belfast um I mean I think sadly or not my Belfast crowd I've already had numerous people message me in Irish saying that they're coming to the show Chuggimage Chuggimage got on show nacht So you know you know my fucking my crew up in Belfast you know they're not coming in from the east There won't be any fucking traffic from East Belfast coming from my show tonight that's for sure uh but I also don't want to, you know, pander to any simplistic arguments about troubles in the north. But uh, I do always enjoy a bit of a, a bit of a Nordy take on some of my jokes. 
because of course, you know, my grandfather's from County Down, and that's in the show too. So there's a little bit of a little bit of northern uh, flavor in the early part of the show, especially. So uh, if you're in Belfast tonight, come and check that out. Steve is uh, opening up for me, even though I'm back driving. Now. I wasn't driving for a week; it was driving me crazy. But uh, but I, I, I'm back driving now. But I do have Steve coming uh, to to the Belfast show. Um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, I could, I could stretch it out just to get more time on the pod, but you know, I guess some of the episodes aren't as, um, aren't as long. Um, and yeah, so listen, you've been great, but, uh, reviews, I always say it reviews on Apple pod would, would be great. Uh, Spotify screenshots. You know, we're getting the numbers up, but I, I really do feel like we're um there there's more people that would enjoy this pod if they if they knew that it was up and running and they knew that it was back. Um I feel that about me and mama too. I mean me and mama's going great, but I feel like there's there's people out there that perhaps traditionally wouldn't have liked me. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with people who uh think that uh my stuff isn't for them. And I really feel that they would enjoy me and Mama. It's very hard to get them to trust that. But, you know, like, especially after Thursday's show. And I'm trying to say this in a humble way. This is not arrogant. But it, it's something special that happens with me and Mama. Like, it, it, it's it's unique. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm great or anything. But all I am saying is that I committed to getting it right. A show about losing your mother and, you know, relationship. Like, it's complicated, and it and it's working and it it's satisfying. It's funny and it's entertaining, but there's a satisfaction to it in the audience. A, a a sense of you're getting a lot more than you expect from the show. But how do you get that across to perhaps some people that would be hesitant to seeing that show? I mean, I think some of my own fans are hesitant because it's like quite a serious subject matter. But I also think there's people that wouldn't like me traditionally that would really enjoy this show. But how do you get them to trust that, you know? Because it's not, it's not normal, and it's not like much of what I've done, you know? And, and it fucking took ages to get it right, but it's really working now. And, and I, I just, you know, I, if, if you've seen it and you, 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 you agree with what I'm saying, please do spread the word for the, the final section uh, of the tour heading to May 1st. As I got, as I get ready to be married, my fucking first, my dad's first cousin in the show on Thursday night, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't invite you to the wedding, but you can come if you want." I'm like inviting people from the fucking stage, but uh, but do spread the word, but also spread the word about the pod, um, and uh, yeah, the, the the Spotify screenshots and stuff really help, you know, like and and, and tell your friends to to give it a shot if if you're telling anybody to. Like, if you want to get them, if you want to, if you want them to get back into the podcast or like get into it, uh, Chicken Fillet Regret, that episode seems to be like a very popular recent episode. Uh, so tell, you know, share Chicken Fillet Regret with them and uh, let's get them on side. The more people that listen, the better. Um, and then obviously, you know, more, more feedback, the better for me. I, I love the feedback. It, it, it makes me feel like, you're out there listening and you get something from it. Um, so uh, more of more of that. Uh, disagree, you know, disagree. 
I'm very open to that. Uh, and we'll, I'll discuss it on next week's app. If we get any strong disagreements, hit me up. At Des Bishop on Instagram, Des Bishop 5 on TikTok. I got a bit lazy because I had one. I had that good TikTok about the Irish weather and it really took off and I, I've, I've been lazy since. I put one joke up about the people that think it's controversial to wipe your ass sitting down because a lot of men have like toxic masculinity about wiping their bum sitting down. They think you have to stand up. So I didn't realize how controversial it was. So I did a TikTok about that, but it didn't really do anything. So I took it down because I was like, ah, that's a bit crass, too toilet humor for me. But the period sex bit, speaking of crass humor, period sex bit nearly up to 10 million now on Facebook because it had another, every now and then it just starts going again and suddenly I get followers from like Estonia on my Instagram, you know, and it's because fucking the period sex bit starts pumping around the place again. So uh, that's nearly a 10 million on Facebook, which is uh, my crowning online achievement, the period sex bit. Of course, Bella is the hero of the period sex bit. She was 15 uh, when that actual... You know the the moment happened, which coincidentally enough was backstage in 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 Vicker Street, uh, when she came out of the toilet and the fucking toilet stank, and I was like, "Did you take a shit in my green room?" She's like, "No, I have my period," and so that that's what turned into this like this joke, right? But years later, uh, she lives with me now, by the way. Uh, years later, um, she was joking with me because actually she had taken a shit. <laughs> And she was so embarrassed, she blamed her period. <laughs> Sorry if that's a bit much for people, but uh, it's, just, it's just very funny. Like the, the, the reality of the jokes versus the actual jokes. And one is as funny as the other. But, um, but she did give me a hard time that night. And obviously, you know, the, the bit, uh, you know, gets into a bit of a rant. But, but it, it, it's, it's based on facts of uh, Bella giving me a hard, like uh, sort of accusing me of sort of period shaming her. Uh, which then I have to say I'm grateful because that routine really, you know, it, it has become one of my more successful routines. Um, and uh, so that's nearly at, at 10 million on, on Facebook. But needless to say, uh, I'm really just uh, begging a very long winded way of begging you to spread the word about the pod and also spread the word about uh, me and mama. Um, so, yeah, hit me up. It's facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop, by the way, if you're a Facebook person. Um, so, and I, you know, it's funny, I never use Snapchat anymore, but uh, I, I, I do have Snapchat. I think it's Des Buffer. That's my Snapchat. Um, if you want to give feedback on there, but I, I have to say I'm not a big user of Snapchat these days. Um, so, yeah, we'll chat to you next week. I'll give you some updates on that other podcast I was talking about. And um, I hope you guys have a great day. Talk soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.